Hey, hey, welcome to another solo episode. I am really appreciative of the amazing feedback that I received last week on the solo podcast. To be honest, I hate doing solo podcasts. Like, it is so awkward to just like sit here and talk into this mic and no one is here and Chris is behind me doing all his like plant stuff. If those of you who don't know, my husband is like essentially a farmer and he has a legitimate grow tent in my basement where he has a fucking lemon tree and is growing all sorts of other vegetables and we also have a worm farm. So yeah, that's where we're at. So he's tending to the worm farm while I podcast and he's probably laughing at me. And yeah, I just hate doing them because it doesn't, it's like so weird to talk to yourself. So to know that everyone enjoyed it so much makes me really, really happy because it's not like an easy thing to record. So thank you for all of the kind words. And like this solo episode is going to be all over the map. And I've decided that all of my solo episodes moving forward are all going to be all over the map. I'm just going to keep you guys in the know what's going on this week, where my head is at, because my head is all over the place and like I need to unload. So buckle up. So (laughs) I have been going through this thing for like the last, I don't know, year, for sure year. And I keep calling it my midlife crisis, but I'm not midlife. Well, technically I almost am because I read something that 35 is now considered midlife. Like, I don't know who made that rule, but fuck off. Anyways, so I recently like listened to this podcast because I'm really into like witchy shit. And I was listening to this podcast and she was talking about a spiritual awakening and what that is and how... A spiritual awakening is when you have to go through something like really, really incredibly hard and you feel like you have like all this bad luck and then you learn lessons through these bad things and then it helps you become the person that you're actually supposed to be. So I feel as though I may be in a spiritual awakening. So we're going to start calling it that because it sounds way cooler than a midlife crisis. (laughs) And I don't know. I just, I'm feeling like a completely different person for the better, but I'm also a little lost, if that makes sense. Like I'm feeling like... I know who I am now, like to my core. I know who I am. I know what I need. I know what brings me joy. But it also is making me feel kind of like a black sheep, right? Like all of a sudden, the people that I used to spend time with, I don't feel like I fit there. My family, I don't feel like I always fit there. And I feel like the only person I fit with is myself or my husband, my kids, my, my best friend, shout out to Rachel. Cause I know she's listening, but like, I don't know. Like, I feel like figuring out who you are is so 
incredibly important, but then also so hard because I feel like I've lost a lot of people along the way, although it's a good thing because my therapist once told me, and I love this picture, so I'm going to teach you guys this little thought, that it is okay to outgrow people. So she said, if you picture two flower pots and you and a friend or maybe you and your family member, whoever it is, are both flowers, but then all of a sudden you've grown to this bigger flower, so you need to move to another pot. So she was like, just because you're not in the same pot anymore doesn't mean that you're a bad person or it doesn't mean anything negative. It just means that you've outgrown that pot. And so now you move to a different pot and you can still have a relationship in two different pots. Maybe it just looks different or maybe there isn't a relationship anymore. And that's okay too, because maybe the two different pots have created distance anyway. So I wanted to give you guys that little picture in case that ever helps you. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like everything's changing. I also feel like I've really opened my eyes to see that things that have gone on like in my family are just like not what I want. So like I was in a conversation with my parents and neither of them can understand the way that I parent. I think they think I'm slightly crazy (laughs) because I allow like conversations around our emotions when my kids have big freakouts or tantrums, meltdowns, like whatever we want to call them. I will, I will sit with them until they're done or with Scarlett. I actually have to leave because she asks me to and then talk about it afterwards i use positive reinforcement in my home as opposed to taking things away i find the taking things away doesn't work when i do take things away which is rare but there has been occasions where i take things away i'm gonna share this little tip with you Someone told me recently to change the way I'm wording it. So there is no longer a power struggle. So let's say you want to take away the tablet. Let's say they are not getting ready for school. So you're going to threaten them to take away the tablet. And that never works. Let's get real. It never works. It just escalates the situation and we're still late for school. So I used it the other night, actually, about the tablet. And it was... If you choose not to listen to me, then you are choosing to not use your tablet tomorrow. And I said that and like legit a light bulb went out on Connor's head and he was like, I don't want to choose to not use my tablet. And I was like, okay, well then, you know, we need to do this. So it also doesn't feel like a threat. And anyways, I've been using it when I need to, but anyways, so like threats don't work in my house. My parents are always like, oh, well, if this doesn't happen, then your mom's going to do this. And it's like, no, I'm not. (laughs) So I think that all ties into my spiritual awakening and it's advancing me as a cycle breaker. And then also just with the meltdowns that we have been having in our home, 
I've also been leaning into emotion coaching. I took a class on emotion coaching because I found it really, really interesting. I feel like it aligns with the type of parenting that I'm trying to do. And I found it so fascinating. Like, it is so fascinating that if we can reword things, our kids will actually listen to us. It's fascinating to me that, like, punishing and timeouts and yelling, like I received my whole life, don't work. They don't work. They probably didn't work on me either. Or if they did, it's probably why I'm such a fucking people pleaser. (laughs) But like, they don't work. And so during some of these emotion coaching classes, I've been learning different techniques. I've been learning different words. And just like having a real understanding of what my kids are actually going through. And how their emotions are playing such a huge, huge role. So I'm going to share something with you. Uh, We have this thing with Scarlett where she really doesn't get dressed in the morning for school. And I don't know what it is, but she is always like, I don't know what I want to wear. And then when I pick out, you know, 48 different outfits, all of them are no. And then I'm frustrated and she's frustrated And then I'm threatening and I'm yelling and she is just shutting down minute by minute. So I really acknowledged this yesterday. I saw her completely shutting down because I was yelling. So I left for a minute, took a breath, came back in and I just sat with her and I just told her like, is this really hard for you to make this decision? And she said, yeah. She said, I don't know what I want to wear. It's hard to pick. So I said, okay, that's no problem. So how about I will pick three different shirts and you tell me which one you want to wear. And she was like, yes. So I did that and she chose one. Then we did the same thing with the pants and she chose one. So I noticed that yelling at her actually required more effort and then she shut down completely. And then actually sitting with her And validating her emotions of like, hey, this is really hard for you worked. And she was able to actually like label that and say like, I don't know what I want to wear. You could tell she was really overwhelmed by it. And so I did that again this morning. I said, okay, how about we pick three shirts and then you pick one. And it worked. So anyways, I really, really think hiring an emotion coach is valuable. There's also like free emotion coaching, like programs that you can take through some doctor's office. My doctor's office is a family health team. So we have it through there. Um, and I know like if you're from Hamilton that the Ron Joy Center has them as well that you can register for. So I would highly recommend checking those things out. I actually am noticing how much it connects with me and how good I am at it. And there's like a big part of me that wants to get some sort of certification in emotion coaching. I also find it fascinating because I can really see, you can really see the connection between like emotion coaching and mental health, right? You can really see how easily downplaying someone's emotions can affect their mental health or cause anxiety down the road or like, 
a million and one things. Like, so anyways, it's something I'm truly fascinated by. And if I do get some sort of certification, you guys are going to hear about it because I would love to be able to teach parents this stuff. It's like freaking game changer. Anyway, which kind of leads me into my next thought. I was like texting my friend, Rachel, like literally she just responded to it and we want to know what the word normal means. So (laughs) I have been going through a lot with Connor and through all of this, the pediatrician, when we saw him, had like said something about Connor being neurodivergent. And so my mind automatically went to autistic. And then I questioned him on that because we have never had a conversation about that. And he said, no, I don't think he's autistic. I just think like he's on the spectrum. And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? And so he said, he explained it that like anyone whose brain doesn't work quote unquote normally could be put on the spectrum or labeled as on the spectrum. So someone with anxiety, depression, ADHD. So it made me wonder, so what's normal? Like who's not on the spectrum? Like truly and honestly, who is not on the spectrum? I want to see them. So then it made me just go down this like crazy rabbit hole and we were texting back and forth of like, what the fuck is normal? Like none of our kids are normal, are they? I don't think so. None of us are normal. I know I certainly am not normal. And I don't think I know anyone who is normal. I mean, I know people who think they're normal, but they're not. (laughs) Anyway, so anyway, I then it got me thinking like, is there a need for a spectrum? I don't even know who's not on the spectrum. Anyways, if you're not on the spectrum, if you have like no anxiety, no depression, no nothing, like I really want to know who you are. I want to talk to you. I want to interview on this podcast. I need to know what normal looks like and what a day-to-day life in a normal person is because I don't, I don't know it. And then it kind of got us into a rabbit hole of like, what's a normal life? What's a normal marriage? What's a normal job? Like, what is normal? I just feel like normal is such a stupid word. And I don't think we have to label people as normal. I don't think any of us are normal. Anyway, that's my rant. Normal sucks. We're all on the spectrum. And that's it. And that's really it. That's all I've got going on. Not really. I have so much going on. My Authors for Honest as a Mother Volume 2 are going to be wrapping up their chapters and they're due February 28th. So probably early fall, you're going to see number two launch. And I'm really excited because this one has so much mental health in it. And as you know, huge mental health advocate. So I am just like screaming from the rooftops as I speak to these women and hear what they are bringing to the table. So I'm so excited to be able to share it with you guys. I will also be having each and every one of them on the podcast as well. They can tell a little bit about their stories, but not too much because you'll have to buy the book to hear all of it. And yeah, I don't know. Honest as a mother, volume three, few of you have been asking. I really want to do one. So maybe it's something we should have a chat about. Anyway, I'm going to leave you now. I'm done ranting. 
moral of this episode is none of us are normal. We are all in this messy place together. And yeah, you're never alone there. Anyways, guys, I'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Honest as a Mother podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you.